Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. How you doing, G? Hell yeah. Man, thank you so much for doing this. This is, I'm so excited. Thank you so much for everyone listening. This is here at the dawn, the pioneer of Meaning Wave, my favorite artist. I'm, comp- I'm wearing... I'm wearing a meeting wave shirt right now. I'm completely fanboying out. Yeah, man, I I look man, I love your work so much, dude. I I send it to everyone I know. And you actually you're indirectly responsible, one of the people responsible for this podcast. It was about this time last year and I'd I'd been in a graphic design rut. I was kind of producing the same thing again and again and I and I didn't really know what what else to make. And I was kind of scared to do something unique and just kind of, you know, pull it out of my ass. And I'd been listening. I'd known Alan Watts for about seven years. And randomly, on I was going through YouTube just trying to find something to get me going. And I saw Alan Watts. And I was like, what's this? And I clicked on it. And it was only the self is real. And I listened right. to that. And it was you. And I was like, what the fuck is this? I was like, this is, I was like, this is amazing. And it was like a cure of the dawn with like, with like Dr. Strange arms and it was like there was like Mario Kart in the background and there was a sick beat and I was like what the hell is this that actually led me into just making I I stopped making I'd only been making black and white stuff at the time there's a purpose to all this and I was just like fuck it I was like this is awesome and it's unique so I literally just I just started pressing buttons on graphic design and just started making the craziest shit and I had always drawn back to that and and that led me to think like, hey, man, like, if this is like, if this is creative, like people will like, they'll fuck with it. If it's like, if it's real, if it's from something, if it's from a place you love, instead That's of trying to make what other people wanted. So long story short, that led to graphic design. And eventually that last in this past December, I was like, fuck, I'm gonna make a podcast. I was like, if that's where my heart is, and that's what I want to do, then I'm going to do it. And it's all indirectly related to finding that song. So sorry for that. Had to get it out doing that video and I was up to like fucking six in the morning. I'm like, shit, I've got to get a visual done for this thing and da, da, da. And like, I remember putting that together and being really fucking uh, sort of tired, but like, no, I have to get it done. I have to get this video up tomorrow. It's important. It needs to capture this certain vibe. So I'm glad I, it was useful. Yeah, I do. How useful, how great is that? What's your website these days? It's, well, right, well, I stopped, I start, I stopped making the clothes. I, it wasn't really my, wasn't really how I was feeling, but now it's just, it's the podcast. It's so it's this, it's, it's, um, I started an online graphic design school and it's kind of a fallback right now, but I really want to make this work. And, uh, yeah, cause I just, this is where like my heart's drawn. It's, it's the same. Yeah. It's the same logic of the graphic design. Like it's not a set thing. I just find something or someone I'm interested in and I go after that person and try to get them on, try to talk to them. And, it's worked out so far. It's um, next week. I'm going to have on, I'm going to have on Mike Durant. I don't know if, I don't know if you've ever seen Black Hawk Down, but the, that movie's about him. He said he's going to, yeah, that, that pilot, he said he was going to do it. So I was like, holy shit. All right. But Funny, yeah. Right? You can do if you just, yeah. Right. 
Yeah. Well, yeah, dude. And it's, it's, I mean, I, I know, I know I'm sitting here kissing your ass, but dude, it's largely responsible to you, man. Like, you know, listening to Jocko or Goggins through you, I discovered Goggins. I had heard of him before, but I was like, man, I don't really want to listen. Like, I, I don't know. He just, I was like, if anyone's crazier than Jocko, I don't know if I can handle it. <laughs> like, you know, I was just like, cause I'd heard people say like Jocko's intense. Jocko's, you know, discipline equals freedom. But they're like, man, Goggins is like, Goggins is like the fucked up stepbrother. Yeah. What? It's a cuddly teddy bear compared to Goggins. Yeah, yeah, I know. And I'd seen his Rogan pot and I was like, I, I, it's just one of those things where I was like, I don't know. And I finally just, and I saw your album with him and I was like, Again, I was like, all right, well, if Akira made it, and it's just the the face on it, just said Goggins wave, and it's just his face and his pupils are like the size of pins, and I was like, who the fuck is this man? I listened once and I was hooked, and yeah, man, but that that's really helped me. Again, your your Goggins wave, your Jocko wave, those have really helped me on days I really don't fucking want to do something. I'll listen to those, and I'm just like, I can fucking do it, and I haven't I haven't shut the when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply fuck up i need to let you talk um but yeah man i i i love dude campbell wave i just started listening to that i absolutely love it um but yeah <laughs> how about you introduce yourself instead of me just ranting for five minutes you did a great job i didn't need to say shit <laughs> you did a great job and, uh, yeah and uh yeah i, I meant to touch you but um yeah thanks for the um that epic wave jumper you made <laughs> The what? I went uh, wave jumper. Oh yeah, that sweatshirt. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, man. I before yeah. I before I shut it down. There's. I remember the last thing I made was because uh, I remember watching one of your Instagram stories and you were like, Hercules loves good. He's always like, good. It's good. And I made this, but I, I forgot to send it to you. But it's it's Jocko like the Matrix. Oh, that's sick. And it's got you. But if you zoom in on the letters. It's the lyrics to your song. That's what as, as the digital rain. Yeah, I made it. I made it for Hercules, and I was I forgot to send it to you. I'm afraid to send it now because coronavirus, and I don't want to fucking you know kill him. But um, so I'll hold off on that. But <laughs> but yeah, dude, it's there. I saw someone comment on one of the videos the other day, and it was the perfect. I think it was for um, Aurelius, and it was. It was just, there's nothing else like this on the internet. And that's really the only way I can describe you to people when I, when I send your shit to them. I'm just like, I promise you, like, there's not, you haven't seen anything like this. It's, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm fanboying. No, it's good. It's, well, it's, it's a beautiful thing to, you know, do something and it uh, be useful in lives real lives and actually you know work because i made all this stuff deliberately with the mm. aim of working and so then when it works you know that's great <laughs> fuck yeah you're out there like building swords and then people are going into battle and you can't chop a fucking head off with it you know like, oh. yeah yeah <laughs> when you're getting reports back that the decapitations are just like you know plentiful 
and beautiful yeah planting planting gardens with the, with the blood of the the blood of the enemies yeah that's 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 what it is man it's <laughs> it's i gotta ask man i think i think i'm like a pretty driven person i got in a medical school out of college in 2013 you know i put my mind to something i can do it i don't I, I cannot I cannot wrap my head around how much you produce and how often you produce. <laughs> like like what what is behind that? What is behind the hyper productivity? Well, I mean I've always been I've always been that way, but I've been very very specific and deliberate about it for the past 2 years while I've been okay. decided to go all in on doing meaning wave and maximizing usefulness and all that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and it's one of those things that once you're doing it and paying attention to it and paying attention to your processes and refining them continuously and shit of that nature, then, uh, you know, you can keep ramping it up and ramping it up and ramping it up. And then you're like, you just notice most of us just waste loads of time. Yeah. You know, most of us yeah. aren't very focused. Most of us are flailing around in the void. You know, that's just most of us and I, and I was someone who knew what he wanted to do from very early my earliest memories is, is I, as early as I can remember I knew what I, what I wanted to do but even with that uh, incredible sort of gift of being seven years old and knowing what you want to do hmm. I still kind of essentially flailed around in the void in an unfocused fashion for, for, de for decades until I heard James Altucher say uh, quadruple down on what's working hmm. and uh look at what was working and that, I knew then it was it was that and then it was a combination of having a kid and, uh, mm. and a combination you know because I just always previously I'd had this there's this myth amongst creative types that you know follow your muse or whatever it is like mm. but people get it all messed up so it's like people translate that as just do whatever interests you at that moment and uh, you can end up just flitting from one thing to another, to another, to another. And you never do one. If you're doing that, you never do one thing properly. Mm. You're not being very useful, you know. And uh, I was doing that for years. Oh, I have this great idea, this great idea, this great idea. And so I was decades ahead of my time in lots of stuff. I did lots of stuff decades before it became fashionable or decades before it became cool. Lots of things, you know. Um, but I never did anything for long enough for it to be as powerful as it should have been. Okay. I decided to go all in on meaning wave and maximize usefulness and go all in on hyper, hyper productivity. And uh, yeah, so that's how now I'm, we're in the situation where I release two albums a month and a mix every day and a podcast every day and a video every day and uh, all this type of stuff. Jesus. Yeah, man. And it's it's like, I'm pretty sure it's like we've barely scrapped, scratched the surface of the potential mm. of the I, I I do believe that it's your channel is one of the yeah congratulations by the way on 50k you're at 51 now 50 yeah they, they cut a thousand off me this month as well what do you what they cut a thousand subs this month um, they have their little tears where they just like chop a bunch of people off this month and then we're still back on 51 just now oh, so fuck yeah yeah man it's whatever yeah, that yeah quite <laughs> quadruple quadruple down on yeah that's find what's working and quadruple down you know go all in yeah go all in yeah well, like, if you stop wasting time yeah what would you be like what would you be like but it's true it's the you know the 
five minutes a day, 10 minutes a day, that's 70 minutes a week that, you know, you go on and on and on. Well, so that's one thing I, cause I always, in the afternoons, I did it when I was pre-med as well. I love playing video games in the afternoon. It's just how I decompress my brain, just cause grand theft auto, red dead. But I was like, how many hours a week am I putting towards this? And finally it got to a point where I was playing the grand theft auto five campaign for like the 600th time. And I was like, I was like being, I was able to like quote like, the dialogue like hours in and i was like if i had taken the amount of time to do this i would have mastered something so something i finally started doing was a couple months ago and i'll probably 2020 as a whole uh, i mute the games when i play now and i just listen to audiobooks and get like a base under you have to you can only works for the game you've played a lot of times because you can't be trying to i was doing that with uh, red dead online you've been doing that with red dead What's that? You said you've been doing that with Red Dead? When I was, you know, back in, out in the world, when there was a world, uh, when I got back from DJing, I would uh, put on Red Dead and go hunting, and I would put on an audio book or a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So you're coming in, but then you're still kind of chilling a bit and sort of decompressing, yeah. doing the crazy jumping up and down in a room full of lunatics for yeah. four hours. Yeah. But uh, since this whole, uh, you know, quarantine thing or whatever, I haven't touched a fucking video game. Yeah, to um, help Hercules uh, fight Spider Lady in Undertale, <laughs> um, which was stuck on. There's no <laughs> Spider Lady. She's just yeah. Stuck <laughs> but yeah, I, I wanted to say that your that Jordan Peterson song helped me because I was like, what if I just listen to? You know, not, not even all of it. Like it's okay to live a little, live live a little. Like I don't need to listen to an audiobook the whole time I play. But just just in 2020. Dude, I've probably listened to like 40, 40 full length and not like light yeah. books, like dense histories, like like nuclear fusion or like a history of the Eisenhower, like uh, military industrial complex ravings or like a history of like uh, Roosevelt's lineage or like a history of like coal production in England and all the way up to nuclear power, but just through playing video games. And because of that, I've had on, I've actually had on guests from Oxford University about nuclear fusion because I had listened to enough that I could kind of like bullshit and trip my way through a, a conversation. So I was like, I think I can have these guys on, but yeah, man, that, that's what's helped me enormously. Um, so I, I want, cause I remember the first, when I first found your Alan Watts wave, I commented, I was like, please do Bill Hicks. And you like linked me right back with like, uh, uh, um, what was it? The bear, uh, bear necessities. And I was like, okay, holy fuck. But my guy, I got, you know, I was, uh, I was writing, writing papers on him in school when I was 14 and getting in trouble. Bill Hicks. Yeah. I did, a, I did an English assignment on his stance on, um, he was pro smoking. Yeah. He was like, you know, this is constitutional violation, yeah. that nature. And I was like, yeah, I agree with this. And then my teacher was like, no, you're wrong. Get out of the class. Yeah, I see. I fucking love that. He's like, you know what? All that when you go up to heaven, and you see, uh, you get to the gate, and it's all that clouds. Saint Peter comes out and he's smoking a stove, and he's like, yeah, you see all these clouds? That's cigarette smoke. So you can smoke up here. That's why it's heaven. <laughs> go down to hell. Go down to hell. You have all the non-smokers. Oh my god, I can't believe what you were doing with your body. Like, <laughs> yeah, come on in. Hendrix is on harp tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's a uh, dude. Well, I was I went my first two years of college. I went to Valdosta State University in Southern Georgia, which bumblefuck backwards town. 
while living there is where I discovered Bill Hicks. And I also discovered that's where he was born. And I was oh, like, shit. oh shit. Yeah. So I felt a little connection with him. Yeah. And uh, really? yeah. What? Johnny. This whole journey is very fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. If you're family, uh, his psychedelic journeys and all that type of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And oh yeah, I also found out the first time I ever did mushrooms was on his birthday. <laughs> and I was like, shit, I was like, Bill Hicks, he's my, he's my spirit animal. But yeah, he, have you ever read his, um, his death letter when he found out he was dying? I'm sure if I did. Hang on. You should. It's like a two minute read. It's fucking powerful. Um, kinds of death letters. Yeah. Well, because you know, you, ever read you, you do what? You ever read Satoshi Khan's? Uh uh. He's the guy, he did uh, Paranoia Agent and uh, Perfect Blue and uh, a bunch of those. Um, uh, incredible anime director, genius. He found out he had cancer and decided not to do any medicine and just like accept it. Mm. Wrote this death letter and I reread it once a year. It's one of those, it's just, uh, just incredible thing. Yeah. It's an incredible, you know, the, the Stoics are always like, you know, consider death, consider skulls and things of that nature. Yeah. So a really good death letter is a very powerful way of doing that. He's writing to his parents in it because they're still alive and he's kind of apologizing to them for essentially like, you know, going before them and what shame that must have brought on. Mm. Must bring. It's amazing. Oh, I'm Bill Hicks. I'm dead now. Yes, I remember yeah. this now. Yeah. I haven't read this since I was in school. Yeah. Well, it's crazy because he'd been trying to make it for like a decade and then he finally was breaking through. He was starting to get like, you know, booking shows all over the world. He was starting to be on late night TV and he finally was making it. And then he found out he had pancreatic cancer. And he, I think you said that in his letter. He said, why now? Why only just now? And that always sticks with me is like, you know, it's, it's been seven years since I graduated college. And I'm just like, what if this podcast works? What if this thing works, right? What if it finally breaks? I just think like, how much of a mind fuck would that be to like, I jumped into the void and I, you know, I took on the dragon and I slayed the dragon. And then like from left field, it's like, Oh yeah. Pancreatic cancer. Like that's gotta be a different type of, but what I love it is he finishes it with like a smile. He's like a, wherever truth and laughter, what is it? Yeah. Wherever truth and laughter reside, I am there. Yeah. yeah. I left in love and laughter. Yeah. And yeah. Love and laughter abide. I am there in spirit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man, that's, yeah, he's, <laughs> yeah, he's, he, yeah, he got me, he got me interested in five grams of, of psychedelic mushrooms that will squeegee your third eye clean. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, he's awesome. So I, I know I only got like 10 minutes left with you, but so I want to ask Ram Dass, are you familiar with Ram Dass? Very good friends with Terrence McKenna and Alan Watts and Aldous Huxley. Yeah. When are you going to make Ram Dass wave, man? That's coming. That's coming. Really? You're not just saying that? No, of course it is. You know, the way, the, the way these things work, it's all foundational building blocks that lead to the next thing right. and, thing and what have you. Uh, and uh, as I've been saying for a while, we're, we're kind of shifting. Uh, culture is swinging back from punk nihilist, which is peaking right now, like right now, uh, swinging back to psychedelics. So all mm. of those are going to be very necessary. Mm. So there's a few people, and, and he's one of them. Uh, Robert Anton Wilson's another one. There's mm -hmm. some people that are, that are coming in. 
who, who are necessary voices in the transition that we're about to go through culturally. culturally. So, yeah. And uh, right after I, I speak with you, I will be speaking with Mark Watts. Who's oh, Mark Watts' son. Oh, shit. Really? About the project. I've nearly fit. Well, I have. I finished my work on the new Alan Watts album. Uh, my boy is mastering it currently. Mm. Uh, and uh, another of my, my boys is illustrating the art for it. Uh, so we'll be talking about that whole thing. And I'm helping them out with some stuff on their site. And um, yeah, he's plugged in with, with us, those, all those guys. Hell yeah. Whole yeah. Scene. That whole world. There's a Ram Dass lecture, it's like a two hour lecture that he gave in like the late 60s. I think he's in Boston. I think it's like Faneuil Hall. And I've listened to that probably once a month for the last five years. Send me that one because I've, yeah. I've basically got a bunch of, of his stuff sort of aside. Yeah. But send me that. I'll see uh, if I. I will, yeah. Well, I was, I was going to regardless. That was my plan was to send it to you regardless. But he, it's like a two-hour lecture. Dude, I, I mean, I've, dude, I've read all of his books. I've listened to probably hundreds of hours of different interviews with him. But there's one lecture. You know, it's like when you find a good live version of a song and it just sticks with you. You know, it's like, like King Without a Crown by Modest Yahoo. Everyone knows the live at Stubbs version. Like it came out when I was in high school. With yep. Ram Dass, he, there's this one lecture. And there's just like a certain, I don't know, you listen to it. And it's one of those things where, you, I mean, it just brings you there. And he starts with this whole story of, you know, getting his PhD out of fear. You know, he's like, I had the motorcycle and the money. He's like, but every night I would sit in my bathtub and I knew when I didn't have someone's eyes to look into to tell me how great I was, it wasn't enough. And I used to listen to that in college. And dude, it used to, it used to eat at my soul because I was like getting ready to be a doctor. And I was like, Deep down inside, it was like, you know, you're not happy. You know, you're not. I was like, fuck. But I listened to his whole crazy, I don't know, I don't want to, it's a two hour lecture and it is, it, there's a certain magic about it. But whenever I listen to it, I'm just like, fuck, like I want more people to listen to this, but you know, who's going to listen to a two hour lecture? And then it always dawns on me, I'm like, Akira needs to make a fucking album about it. Dude, it, it, it is like, it is like a, an album ready to go. Like it almost is. Like it's 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 a it's a softball down the center. You can hit it out of the park. Yeah, the best, uh, I mean, there's Alan Watts. It's, it's a certain school of people. I think it was something to do with the time. They were all hanging out together. Hmm. Alan Watts is like that. Like one Alan Watts lecture is an album, basically. You don't really have to change. I don't have to rearrange the order of things. Hmm. Uh, he speaks in like three, four, five minute segments. Yeah. He talks in songs and then they all interlink. Yeah. Joseph is the same thing you listen to joseph campbell lecture it's basically broken down into three four five minute sections that make an overarching whole i don't know if this is something these guys were trained in i don't know if it's something that they intuited i don't know if it's something that people used to do like pastors do it as well you know but it's like not every, the modern talkers don't do it as much at all you know, um even someone like peterson uh you're going to be drawing things from a bunch of sources to create that kind of a, a whole yeah it's not quite as quite concise or it's more detailed perhaps say his biblical lectures that's like a three long thing you're not going to distill that into an hour and he's talking about big topics you know yeah those guys those 70 60s 70s guys 50 60s 70s period they were talking in albums for whatever reason it's probably because there was no youtube and instagram i'm not even trying to do some like you know boomer like oh kids and their technology but i mean you know when they're like who is it Jason Silva, 
said. He was like, uh, attention span is the new crude oil in terms of like, it's the most valuable resources because when you're scrolling through your phone, like you get like a quarter of a millisecond tops on people's screen. You got to grab their attention right there, you know? Vine, 10 seconds, anything more than that, we can't watch. Darren listens to Joe Rogan for three and a half hours. Yeah. So it's like, you have to get the attention, but then when you've got it, people have yeah. got it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I know it's, I almost think it was probably something like that. Like they spoke in these bite-sized sections. Because if you listen to the lectures. Yeah, I think it's church related. I think it's pro it probably comes from that. Yeah. But then also a case that these guys were lecturers. They were educators of young people. So there was, that would have been really baked into it as well. Yeah. I don't know. I think it was also probably just the 60s were a different fucking time. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. It was a different species. People yeah. would Ram Dass is sitting out there with his beard and his like gown and <laughs> be like, you know, God said not to like have no other God before me. And he's like, and we're giving this lecture in a hall dedicated to the, to the rational mind. So he said not to do it and we did it anyway. And he's yeah. 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 Alan Watts is always about yeah, church. And I don't know. I can't help but think that everyone there, I mean, they're probably on acid. <laughs> they're probably, I would imagine the vast majority of his, of his audience was, but yeah, it's, I don't know, knowing Ram Dass and Alan Watts now just like naturally psychedelic they are. I could almost imagine them like speaking in like bits like this. I don't know. So you, you know, someone like Ram Dass would, you know, he probably like Terrence McKenna. They'd probably be like, you know, in 50 years, they're going to have technology to share this. In I don't know. I'm just thinking that they're, you know, tripping dick and looking through time and like, we need to put it in blocks because one day there's going to be a DJ and he's going to, you know. You ever see that thing where James Morrison, uh, Jim Morrison predicts the DJ? No, really? on my list i've got so many things i have to do but then uh jim morrison he said in 1969 that he uh he sees a future when you don't need rock bands anymore he, what he what he says is i'm it might rely heavily on electronics tapes i can kind of envisage one person with a lot of machines tapes and electronics set up singing or speaking and using machines dude me, morrison me. in 1969 what about McKenna with McKenna talking about memes in like the late nineties? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And now, I mean, think he died in the year two thousand. But if you if you didn't know that and you just listened to him, you'd think it was today because he's talking about he's like there are memes in which we predispose you know his eloquent way of talking. It's like we put our ideas and they transfer vertically and horizontally. But I think like it's true. I mean, Facebook. You see them. You know, they're pixelated but it goes facebook to reddit to instagram to twitter and it's always flipping around he's like but it's a it's a trojan horse in which we convey our ideas in ways that words can't and it's like dude he, that was what he was doing is talking about memes yeah, his main credo is something i i, I empathize with strongly which is i don't believe any of this stuff i entertain ideas mm. You know, so I entertain these ideas, but I don't believe any of them. Belief, like putting your belief in any of these things is, is, is you know, that's a fucking gateway to all manner of hurt and, yeah. and horror. Yeah. And that's how, you know, humans do the worst things humans have ever done. They've done it out of this, of that belief. Yeah. You get, yeah. you get 
Nice, right? So it's what I do. I'm a meme spreader. <laughs> yeah, but I, I'm a meme spreader. Yeah, but it's true. I don't, I don't yeah. believe any of this stuff. What I do, I'm a meme. Yeah. Meme. Yeah. yeah. He's like, I don't believe any of the stuff I hear on people who just come down from DMT trips. Unless it's what I said, of course. He's like, it's all blabbering nonsense. But yeah, no, he is true. What, what was McKenna's thing? It was, yeah, there's like disregard beliefs. Don't consume culture. Be here. He had some term for it. It was like the felt presence of the after now. But he was like, don't yeah. look at culture. He was like, your laughs that you're doing right now, he's like, stick with that he's like your fashion he's like don't consume it just create it all you know novelty yeah, yeah John Vivarki's talking about this stuff now john vivaki uh, which i was just looking at and talking about something about just now um and i'm talking with him about doing something he's this got this whole thing of like just fucking steal the culture stop letting them create the culture and dictate the culture yeah. this is an opportunity right now all this stuff that's going on this is the opportunity to steal the culture and hijack the culture yeah. From yeah. have been doing awful shit with it. And that's what Christianity was. That's what Stoicism was. Both those things were, were examples of, of people of their time who were paying attention, hijacking and stealing the culture away from the evil swine that had been running mm -hmm. it around prior to that. And we're at one of those junctures in the history of the species uh, where we have an opportunity now to hijack the culture Mm -hmm. away from the swine who have been running it into the filth and the dirt mm. make yeah. it somewhat glorious yeah all right yeah i know i know, I know it's five thirty. i know i gotta let you go but i was gonna say yeah that yeah sorry that was sorry i didn't have much time no but, dude, um, you're fine well i was gonna say one thing real quick you just made me think it's almost like with coronavirus it's almost like every household it's almost like every household is now turning into the galapagos islands where it's isolated from everything else so the genes are drifting in weird directions. Now that we're not in this, you know, the sleep, the car, work, come home, car, work, everyone's in this weird shakeup. It's like little weird, you know, my, my dad's working from home and it's like, so we're developing little weird habits. It's almost like everyone's going through genetic drift. Like we're coming up with our own weird memes and it's, yeah, and no one saw it. You're inside. If you're inside, then the only thing to do is to go further inside. Everyone's inside going inside. Uh, after you know generations of not having time to do that, suddenly yeah. everyone can do that now. So the journeys that you went on, that you undertook, uh, previously only a certain kind of person would take those journeys. You're kind of forced to, perhaps something happens in your life that sends you whatever. Or you're a certain okay. kind of person. Most people wouldn't do that. Right now, fucking everyone's doing that. Yeah, Auntie yeah. Mark's doing that. Uncle Clive is doing that. Everyone's fucking doing that. Normies are an endangered species because normalcy is being destroyed, which means normies are turning into us, which is wonderful. Yeah. Beauty will save the world. Here's a dawn. Thank you so much for your time. Keep doing what you're doing. Can't wait. Can't wait till you have a hundred. I can't wait till you surpass Pootie Pie because you're going to. Pootie Pie is an agent of change in these times. Shout out to Pootie Pie. Shout out Pootie Pie. Him and Joe. Yeah. Well, do, yeah. And please tell me whenever you're going to be on Joe Rogan because you need to be. He's missing out if he doesn't have you on. It hurts to not see you on there. But I've kept you two minutes longer than I said I would. That's a good brother. Thank uh, you very much. Very much for, for your time and uh, being here and being a bad motherfucker in the world. <laughs> right back at you, Akira. Thank you so much. Stay safe, buddy. Peace.